0: Okay, well, welcome back to our podcast. I'm here with Jerry Wyant, and my name is Jim Hughes, and this is The Gospel According to Jesus. And Jerry, as we open up God's Word today, I'm so excited about this message because we're going to keep moving forward with our series on spiritual gifts. And I know that so many people are listening to this podcast wonder about spiritual gifts and how they operate, and if, in fact... Each person can operate in the gift. And there's there's some confusion in the church about this, unfortunately. But I think, as you mentioned last uh, podcast, that these gifts are operating in the church today, and God wants to bless His people with these gifts, and He wants the body of Christ to operate in these gifts, and they bring a lot of encouragement. And I'm going to open up with some scripture, first thing. First one's John fourteen twenty six, and it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. And then in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another. Now listen to this. Serving one another as good stewards of the multifaceted grace of God. That's a powerful word right there. That's a powerful scripture that Peter's saying. Talking about that, these gifts are given to us to serve one another, and then in Romans 12 6, it says, However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly if prophecy in proportion to one's faith. And so, praise God, God gives us those, but He wants us to use them properly. And our theme scripture throughout this entire the Gospel according to Jesus messages is Amos eight eleven, and it says, "Behold, days are coming," declares the Lord God, "when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, or a thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord." And so today we're going to start and keep moving forward with our discipleship series on the gifts of the Spirit. And Jerry. I was listening to a couple of ministers here the last couple of days, and I'm going to tell you something. We so desperately need these gifts operating in the church today. People are sitting in churches, and they're listening to Dead Letter, and they're not getting out there. They're not doing what God's called them to do. They're not operating in the basic fundamental gift, which is the gift of preaching the gospel and preparing people's hearts for eternity. One of the main things that we talked about in that last series on prayer was that prayer and speaking with God is a key to know anything and everything that God wants you to know, but also especially when it comes to gifts and how God wants you to function in those. So, Jerry, in this series of messages, we're going to be talking about the first gift of the Spirit, which we consider a supernatural working of God, and that's the supernatural power of God, the Word of Knowledge. And so, Jerry, give us some insight into some supernatural power of God anointing in your own life since you've been walking with God.
1: Jim, let me just start off with a scripture that John wrote. It's John 14, 12. And he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Now, Jesus is the head of his body, the church, and his body, as his body, we are to carry on the works that he did when he was on the earth. The Apostle Paul states that he doesn't want us to be ignorant or unaware of spiritual gifts. He says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Peter 14, 10, and 11, and I'm going to just use the first and last part of that. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And Jim, when we use our gift, people get a glimpse of God. If we don't Amen. use the gifts in the church, then the people fall prey to other voices or mediums to receive the wrong messages. I have a quote from Lester Summerall that has always intrigued me, and if you don't know who Lester Summerall is, he was a great pastor and if you ever read his biography, it's it's really quite fascinating. He even went and visited Smith Wigglesworth once upon a time. And If you don't know who Smith Wigglesworth is, you probably ought to read on him as well. A very powerful man of God that used gifts of healing and, and others, even though he didn't come to Christ until he was a little older. But what Lester Summerall said, if the church was moving in the spiritual gifts of revelation, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits, there would be no need for fortune tellers, crystal ball gazers, Ouija boards, tea leaf readers, palm readers, and all the other paraphernalia that the devil uses to deceive the people of our generation. We are engulfed in the greatest wave of black magic and witchcraft this country has ever known. One reason for this is that the church is not properly operated in the gifts of the spirit. We have not used the weapons of our warfare to stop the devil's counterfeits. And how true that is, Jim. If we don't use the gifts, people aren't going to get a taste of what God wants to do. God's glory is the goal of every gift and every gift that we use. Every gift is supernatural. We learn to hear from God and be obedient to use it accordingly. Greater works we will do. Simple directive. All we have to do is believe. And I want the audience to know that, Jim, if you haven't listened to the podcast on the still small voice of God, Jim talked about a dog getting hit on the street and how Jim was trying to rescue the dog. But because the dog was so skittish, he ran into a truck coming the wrong way and it splattered the dog. And when the truck hit the dog, Jim turned away and God spoke to him in a supernatural way and said, that's how I feel when each of my people go to hell. And i just rephrase that, that every time the devil punches one of our Christian brothers, that's the feeling, that God gets deep down inside of him. And that really ministered. And I wanted to just share that because on Saturday, Jim had dropped by my house. And Jim lives a few hours away from me. There was a young lady who was struggling in where she was in her walk. And when Jim shared that testimony, she just dropped down on her knees and began to wail. And she wailed and she cried and she was asking mercy. But it it was such a powerful ministry. And if he hadn't spoken that, that young lady probably would have gone on the rest of the day just kind of trying to search out where she was. But that one word that Jim got from the still small voice of God made such an impact on this young lady. And I'll take it one more step. I, I shared that in church right after church was over. I, Before anybody left, I got up and I told that story. And, I, and I'm going to say it very loudly. If we don't use our gifts for each other, we're not going to be able to encourage and push on. And I won't take any more time here. I'll give a few examples a little later. But uh, how imperative Amen. it is that we walk where God's called us to walk. Amen.
0: Hey Amen. That That's so powerful, Jerry. I- you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are very much in operation today, and that list of things that you gave the enemy uses, whether it's witchcraft or tea leaves or, or tarot cards, whatever it is, there's a reason people flock to those, is that they are hungry for a word of God. They are hungry to hear what God has to say, and unfortunately, they get pulled into that vacuum of something that's not of God, but it's because they're hungry. When we look at the gift of the word of knowledge found in 1 Corinthians 12, and, and we're going to give you some scriptures, and as you can tell, as we go through this, and Jerry and myself, we buzz off quite a few scriptures, and it would really be good if you would fall back and and look those up and read those for yourself. There's in no way do we want you to just take what we're saying as something that can't be backed up by the word of God. So. Please go back and read those scriptures. And the word of knowledge is found in first Corinthians 12 and the gifts of the spirit, which is, which when I found this out and when I learned this, Jerry, when that the gifts of the spirit are used to encourage the body of Christ. And just like you were talking about how it encouraged that uh, young woman that was in your house and, you know, God really ministered to her. Those gifts are to be in operation. And if you're in a church right now, and again, we're here to lift up the people of God and encourage people to go out and do what God's called them to do. If you're in a church and this message or these type of messages or the supernatural power of God isn't being talked about, I would really be praying that maybe God needs to find a different place for you to be. Because if you're in a body where they don't believe these things, you won't operate in these You won't be used in these, and it's unfortunate that I have to tell you that, but it's true. The gifts of the Spirit are used to encourage the body of Christ. So Paul says to the the church at Corinth, he says that each gift is given for the common good. It's given for good, it's given for the common good, but it's given to encourage people in the body. Remember, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth not the world. He's not writing to the world. This letter is to the church. Its letter is to Christians. So let's be clear. Gifts given by the Holy Spirit are to bring edification and encouragement. And they're not, and I want to say this again, they're not to pound people or bring condemnation. The enemy brings condemnation already. We don't need to be doing that to one another. And so the gifts of the Spirit, as they operate in the body of Christ, are to bring edification and encouragement. Those that come to you and say, hey, I have a word for you, and it brings condemnation to you and does not agree with your spirit, it's not of God. So let me be clear about that. God wants to bring encouragement to you. The only way that we're going to be able to seek God is to seek God for ourselves in prayer and be able to know what God has for us as individuals. It's not going to come from the pulpit, although you will be ministered from the pulpit with men and women of God that are sharing God's word, but it's really about you getting on your knees and praying, just like Jerry was talking about, and seeking God, and God will honor that. Those that honor Him, He will honor, and He will bring knowledge to you about that gift that He wants you to, to walk in. Proverbs fifteen twenty three: a person has joy in an apt answer, and how delightful is a timely word. I've received timely words in my walk since I've been a believer, and they do bring encouragement. They do inspire me. They do lift my spirit. So, a timely word that encourages you. So, Jesus, and this is what's powerful about this, is you can read the Gospels, and Jesus walked Throughout his ministry, he walked in these gifts, in the gift of word of knowledge. Jerry, do you have an example of when you actually walked in this gift? Maybe a, a word was given to you in a timely way?
1: Yes, Jim. And one thing I want to emphasize very quickly, and before I give the examples of a word of knowledge, it's important for the audience to understand that this gift is not about the knowledge we get from reading the Bible, but it's a gift that God puts in us to share with another. You may have knowledge of the Bible in your brain, but when it comes to being able to minister to another person, that's when it's supernatural. When God gives you a word of knowledge for that person. And Amen. let's look at, we got to look at the Samaritan woman. When Jesus was witnessing to her at the well, and he told her to go get her husband in John 4, 17. 18 and eighteen, It says that she did not have a husband, and Jesus replied, and this is a word of knowledge. He said, you have said well, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. Now, that's a word of knowledge because there's no way Jesus would have known that except through a word of knowledge. And they that got right. put in him, so he spoke that to her, and she knew that he was something more than just a everyday prophet. And she ran into town. And I'll I'll go ahead and and share a couple of things that happened to me, even earlier in my walk. There was a young man, and I was doing a Bible study, and we had a group of people. And this is when I still lived in uh, Yorktown, Texas. And this young man, he had gone through a real tragic divorce. It was really tough on him. But he came to this Bible study, and he was really getting on fire for God's Word. But he started saying he was seeing these uh, dreams, and and he was uh, being visited by angels and and quite a few things. And and Bible study, I was supposed to preach on something else, but it was like all of a sudden I felt like I needed to teach on two people who lied to the Holy Spirit in Acts, and their lives were taken. And when I finished speaking on that, I looked at his face, and he was just awestruck. I felt sorry for him. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. And the very next morning, he called me and he said he was making up all those stories. And I didn't know he was making them up. They just sounded a little too much, perhaps. But when he spoke those things, he was not telling the truth. And when I talked about Ananias and Sapphira dying, lying to the Holy Spirit, that was a word of knowledge I gave, and it really witnessed to him. And I told him it was okay. He was a baby Christian, but try not to do that again. And so that kind of got him straight on the path again. And it actually became a very strong believer walking where he needed to walk. And then the second one, which didn't have a happy ending to it, but I was at uh, some friend's house. We were visiting. I, they were having some sort of party for the church folk. And all of a sudden, I began to speak a word over them I said that, that you're going down a river and the river is coming to a fork and your lives are fixing to change in a big way and they were saying oh hallelujah hallelujah they were jumping up and down but in my spirit I didn't think it was a, a good word that things were going to get better. And the Lord didn't show me what was going to happen, but I told him their lives were going to change when they came to that river. And sure enough, it was a week later, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and they told her she wouldn't make it till her children's graduation from high school, although she did recover. But they went through a real tough time financially, and their lives really were impacted. And it wasn't a, a great word of knowledge, but it was a word of knowledge to warn them that they were fixing to go a different route. And that's, uh, Those are two examples, and those are basically back when I was a younger Christian. There's been quite a few since then uh, to me and through me, but I'll stop there for time's sake.
0: Well, that's powerful. In, in Matthew 21.1, this is the story about Jesus and the triumphant entry. It says, when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then the Lord sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there in a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken of through the prophet. This is the story about the triumphal entry of Jesus spoken of by, in Zechariah 9.9. Whoever owned this donkey received a word of knowledge by the Spirit or through the Spirit by another person that this was going to happen. The phrase, the Lord has need of them, was the trigger in His Spirit. Now think about it. These are two animals that are very valuable during that time. And so you just didn't walk up, just take somebody's animals unless you wanted to you know, find yourself in a fight pretty quickly. When they walked up and they said this, the Lord had put a word of knowledge in, in that man's spirit, and so he was able to let them go. And that's a that's a really powerful word that was given to that man because, you know, he gave up two of his prime tools of whatever he was doing. So that that's a powerful word. And when I was a young believer, I was maybe a year old in the Lord. Cleo and I had decided to make a trip back to Washington. We drove back. And then on our way back, Cleo was sleeping quite a bit and come to find out later after we got home from this trip, it was about a four day drive up and we stayed for a week and then we drove back. And she was just tired all the time. And after we got back to Texas, she found out she was pregnant with our first child, Joshua, and that's why she was tired all the time. But I was driving. We came into this town we had to stop and get some fuel, and I think it was a Stuckies and I think it was in Wyoming. And so we pulled into this, tr- this truck stop to get some gas, and there was this woman speaking to the mechanic at this place and was telling him her car was in need of major repair and the mechanic was telling her that he was gonna have to keep the car for a while, a couple three days or to get the parts. And I overheard her saying that she was going to this certain town about forty miles so down the road to stay with her sister. So I spoke with Cleo and about offering her a ride and we agreed, you know, this would be fine. We offered her a ride. We were just making conversation with her and we started driving Towards this town, and I felt I had this word of knowledge for her come up in my spirit, and I was very hesitant to do it. I just felt like this wasn't really the proper place. And Cleo was in and out of sleep, and I was just kind of hesitant. And I said, "Lord, just speak to me and, and make it clear, and you know what you want me to do here." So I just went ahead and jumped out there, and I gave her the word, and I said, "The Lord just spoke to me and said, I tell her this, right? So I can imagine she probably thought, you know, I was some kind of freak or something. Yeah, what do you mean, the Lord just spoke to you? I mean, we're We're driving in the middle of nowhere. I said, the Lord just spoke to me and said that you were running from your husband. And Jerry, she started crying. And I said that, and your husband is a pastor. And she nodded yes. And I told her that God loves her and that he can heal the issues in her marriage. And by this time, we'd come to the town where we needed to drop her off. And she got out of the car and she said, thank you. And that it meant a lot to her what I told her and that it really blessed her. And I never, we never spoke with her again. I mean, we we moved on. We were traveling back to Texas. But that was the Holy Spirit using me in this gift. That that type of thing doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And when you're open to it, like Jerry was talking about, when your spirit is open to it, when you're ready to, to be used by God and something like that, He will use you, and you will be able to walk in that gift. There are people that, that walk in this all the time, and Jerry and I both have met ministers that... This is a, a supernatural gift giving to them, not just once in a while, but they seem to walk in it all the time. The Holy Spirit gives a measure to each of us as as He wills. And sometimes you use it. I don't use it all the time. It doesn't happen to me all the time. I don't imagine Jerry, you know, it doesn't happen to him all the time. But what you need to be is you need to be obedient. And so you need to be open to the spirit of God speaking to you about people. And I know there are people listening to us right now, Jerry, that this has happened to them. They didn't know what it was and they were reluctant to do it. But I want to encourage you as God wells up through the Holy Spirit inside of you to give somebody a word in a timely season, do it and you'll be so blessed to do it. We're going to pause right there and tell you how much we just really appreciate you listening to us and how much we know God is ministering to you right now. And as we encourage you every time to go out there and preach the Word of God, tell people about Christ, tell people about how they can be saved, tell people that God wants to forgive them of their sin and He wants them to turn their lives over to them. And when you do that, God will supernaturally just overwhelm you with His presence. So I want to give you our emails before we close out. And mine is uh, jimhugh71 at hotmail.com. And Jerry?
1: E T. L-W-Y-A-N-T at AOL.com.
0: Amen. Well, till next time, God bless you and just have a wonderful time seeking God. Thanks.